0: 51 is going to be fun, but first let's pay our respects. This episode of Wintry Mix is dedicated to the families of Denny DeGrenia and Adam Lee and the communities of Burke and Loveland.
1: Not going to be all snow. A Wintry Mix is forecast for the listening area.
0: Wintry mix number 51. January. I'm Alex Kaufman. This is the monthly Ski Country Audio bulletin board. Let's get into it. Nothing is off limits. Your latest news, buy or sell, gear and beer reviews, mountain advice, date or hate, Help wanted, rant or rave, community updates, arguments about ski tuning, whatever. Businesses, ski areas, nonprofits, and such are welcome to participate. Just, you know, be human. The next deadline for audio submissions will be Friday, February 2nd. Audio files can be sent to alex at wintrymixcast.com. Target length is a minute or two. All of your phones have audio apps on them. There's also a page on wintrymixcast.com with some ideas and audio tips in case you are stumped on what makes for easy slash quality audio. It's not too hard. So let's preview it. Episode 51 has some office time at Bolton Valley, shooting the breeze with the new president of Ski Vermont, picking up a hitchhiker in Utah, bitching about a non-existent uphill policy in the Berkshires, an Instagram tip that could save your life, quarters in the cafeteria jukebox, some guy that's been stalking me, Snow Report gripes TK's monthly weather, the custom skimakers blues, and a quick trip into the Wintry Mix archives with Hannah Carney to get ready for the Olympics. And of course, the rant. we get to all of that, episode 51 of Wintry Mix is supported by The Alpine Shop, conveniently located on Williston Road in South Burlington, Vermont, and online at alpineshopvt.com. Vermont's favorite outdoor gear and clothing store since 1963. Locally owned and operated with a giant and I mean massive selection of boots from 12 plus brands and a trained team of master fit boot fitters. Alpine Shop also has one of the largest online selections of skis and bindings that you will find. Alpine Shop VT is a click away, and pod listeners can get 10% off their online order plus free shipping with the promo code MIX at checkout through May 1st, 2018. Or mention the pod in-store for your 10%. Not in the mood to pay for parking downtown half a mile from a store? Yeah, me neither. Soft goods, hard goods, all good and so many brands. AlpineShopVT.com, promo code MIX. Ski today, work tomorrow. The Alpine Shop. Let's kick things off. Close to home for me, up at Bolton Valley. Every once in a while, I stumble into the admin offices looking for my old K-Town buddy, Josh Arneson. And when I don't find him, I uh, find some other
2: people. Adam Delorier, uh, backcountry, Bolton backcountry program. My two older brothers, Rob and Eric, uh, yes, they are the extreme skiing pioneers. And I was uh, more video production for years when we were doing more of that.
0: And I think the listenership is pretty familiar with the fact that Bolton has, Nordic Bolton has lots of backcountry space, but things are different
2: on top of that this year with some new programming, correct? Uh, Yes, yeah. We actually uh, have started an alpine touring and splitboarding demo center. Uh, And so we have a whole bunch of very uh, cool recent new product um, for people to try and demo and rent. And then we also are doing uh, backcountry instructional programs and uh, guided tours. We have a, a, a crew of about 18 backcountry guides, split and telliers and alpine touring skiers. As fast as you can, name me as many ski towns as you remember living in. <laughs> okay. Uh, Truckee, Tahoe City, Alpine Meadows, Salt Lake City, Driggs, Wyoming, Sun Valley, Wyoming, uh, Ketchum, Idaho, Stowe, very briefly, uh, Bolton Valley, Chamonix, and small stints in Alaska. Which one of those we would you never go back to? For any reason.
0: <laughs> so of all the land that exists that is, I guess, in the, what is it, in the, in the grant, or in the, what's the word, in your plot here, like uh, total amount of acres that you theoretically have access to.
2: Right. Well, they say 1,200 acres. But there is a little bit more than that because it does spill over into other parts of the same Mount Mansfield uh, state forest, but uh, under different um, management. Cottonbrook area, which is the Little River people, there's... Uh, the Little River people. The Little River people.
3: The Little River people.
2: Right. Uh, they're fairies and pixies. <laughs>
0: so um, what I was going to get is of the 1,200 acres... How much of it do you think has been thoroughly investigated for fun zones? Like all of it, half of it, a
2: third of it? Oh, definitely all of it. No, people have combed the place, for sure. I mean, there's plenty of traffic and has been for decades, you know. Thanks, Adam.
0: Definitely curious. Had to take out one of those split boards sometime. But wait, there's two people in
4: this office. I am Nick Kelly, and my role is the communications coordinator at Bolton Valley. What time do you have to wake up when you have to do the snow report? Oh, gosh. So I live in Burlington, so I'm up around three thirty, four 4 o'clock every morning to be here for about 5.30, 5.45 in the morning. What do you and uh, your boss, Josh, argue about the most? Gosh. You know, what I really enjoy about Josh is that he's very understanding and forgiving. So there hasn't been a whole lot of things that we've butted heads on a bit. But I would say if it was anything, it'd be about whether or not Mighty Might should actually be called a lift. Should
0: mighty might well who's on which side of that argument?
4: I would imagine uh that he is on the side that it should be and I'm on the side that it should not be. But it is what it is. Well
0: there it's clearly a lift, it's just a matter of whether it should be in the lift count.
4: Yeah, you know, I've always thought that it should be considered more of its own little thing, like maybe a bunny hill, or your teacher's hill or something like that, because you know, a lift brings you a long distance and drops you somewhere to have a nice ride with. Like a surface lift? Three lifts and the Mighty Might. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you know, exactly. could say
0: three lifts and the Mighty Might. Whole yeah. new phrase.
4: <laughs> I'm also new to exactly what a lift pertains to, so I could always learn, and maybe I could adjust my own view. What have you
0: found from previous communications coordinators in the drawers that have surprised you?
4: Well, I found a pint glass here um, that was really cool and i believe that was from shipyard mostly just a couple pint glasses that looks like they never ever got used they were just giving us free merchandise and that was about it i mean i found some snacks in here i found some trail mix probably from last year it's time to go to the cafeteria What's the go-to? When I'm hungry and it's my go-to, I'm actually gonna skip the cafeteria. I'm gonna go right up to the James Moore Tavern where I can find a bunch of delectables on the menus from burgers to steak to nachos, wings, and just grab a nice pint of our private label out of bounds lager, or and it's not a lager, it's actually an IPA from Long Trail. That was an advertisement. Just tell me something you like to eat. What do I like to eat? I like wings and burgers. Thank you. Adam. Uh, the
2: employee price for uh, bacon, egg, and cheese at the deli is three bucks. Just mic drop on that.
0: (laughs) Three bucks. (laughs) So, from a place that's all about the backcountry, let's flip that coin down to the Berkshires,
5: where I guess it's anything but. Hey, AK, it's Lucas Schwartz calling from Hillsdale, New York, in the Berkshires, Southern Taconics. I have a complaint about my home mountain, Catamount, on the rare days when we do have quite a bit of snow. They have a no uphill travel policy. Really bugs me. And they don't let you ski in between the trails. Just wondering, I've noticed up in Vermont, come up there occasionally, and you can ski everywhere at pretty much all the resorts. Just wondering what I might be able to do to have Catamount and other small mountains down here see the light on this kind of policy I guess they're just worried about weekend warriors coming up and hurting themselves or something. Isn't there some way we can just sign our name and say that the resort carries no responsibility for us? Just wondering if you and your vast ski industry insight might be able to shed some light on that. Love what you're doing. Look forward to hearing the next cast. Two thoughts here.
0: Areas that are smaller and receive less natural snow, Catamount for example, tend to have more snowmaking pipes and equipment alongside their terrain, which makes entry and exit of tree skiing areas problematic, even with good snow cover. That said, there does seem to be a couple permitted tree skiing areas on the trail map, so perhaps make a suggestion about one or two more, versus a whole hog policy shift. On the uphill topic, it's all about numbers. Start a dialogue, but you'll need to have a group of customers interested to make much headway. If it's just you, they'll have little incentive to make an operational change. Also, you can point to similar areas with policies and routes, Wachusett, for example.
6: Good luck.
7: What's up, Alex? It's Paul at Utah,
6: driving up to Brighton on Christmas morning, making that big cottonwood drive. They got nine inches of fresh snow and cruising along, and I got a a local, well, now local, but transplant rider with me that
4: has a Brighton pass, picked him up on the side of the road. How we doing, guys? Where are you from? I'm from from Newport, Rhode Island. Moved out here a few years ago for the mountains and the snow.
6: Tell me a hidden secret about Brighton. Why did you choose Brighton?
4: My hidden secret, I go up to, uh, I do a couple laps on Millie, and then I head on over to Crest, and then go to Snake, and the uh, Great Western is awesome, the terrain. but can't tell you all my secrets
6: would you ever get a resort job
4: um after being here for a few years i i possibly would just for the the season pass um but i like doing what i'm doing right now um, just because when it snows you don't want to be working on the resort you want to be skiing
6: how many how many days a year do you think you get
4: on average around 80 to 100 days a year
6: that's rad. Yeah. All right. Bye. Well, Alex, have a merry Christmas, um, and I hope you're getting snow
0: back east. Bye. A couple pods ago, we got a good hogback memory from Mike, and he's back with another.
3: The uh, the lunchroom at Hogback, uh, we would the kids would uh, my buddies and I would get together. We'd probably have a uh, scrape together some money dollar fifty dollar seventy five to get a large fry and eat our bag lunch from home. Who knows what it was? Bologna, uh, mayonnaise and mustard sandwiches, orange or apple, maybe a salami and cheese if we're lucky. But the lunchroom at at, uh, Hogback had a jukebox, and the second most important purchase of the day was at least four quarters into the jukebox so we could play uh, two songs over and over again. And those two songs were uh, Jim Croce's uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown and The Spinner's Rubber Band Man. And so... One quarter got you two songs, four quarters would get you eight. We'd play those things over and over again until all the rest of the folks in the lunchroom uh, gave us uh, nasty looks and got up and left and went back out skiing. But man, we love that that, uh, Rubber Band Man song. Gotta play it. So I share this, yes, to try to create a sense of old school Vermont ski nostalgia, but mainly uh, in the hopes that you'll find a way to work Rubber Band Man into your show this month perhaps during the outro credits give it a try it's really great hook see you later
5: well
0: he dared me so don't worry it's coming
5: hey mark wallace here parlor custom skis if I've learned something over the last five or six years of fitting custom skis, it's that no one is the worst skier in their group of friends. If I had a nickel for every time somebody said, oh, you know, I'm pretty much the best or, you know, I'm kind of in the upper middle of the group of guys I ski with, I'd be a lot richer than I am now. And you'd think if you're trying to get fit for the right pair of custom skis that, you know, you'd be honest and you say, I'm working on this. or I'm trying to get better at that. Or I want my ski to do this, but nope, everybody rips. kind of a problem anyway check us out parlorskis.com you know whether you rip
0: or not and whether you rip or not if you ever head into the presidentials a must follow on instagram is slash Center, the mount washington avalanche center their daily instagram videos will keep you smart and maybe keep you safe if you listen take it away mr frank karis
7: Good morning. It's Thursday, January 4th, about 9 a.m. Our uh, nor'easter is just getting started. First band of precipitation getting started. Um, Ran across a large group of folks in the parking lot. um, About uh, 20-ish. And they're heading up into the terrain with... uh, Half of them had beacons and PPE and the other half didn't. They were going to try and thread the needle today in talks. Just a reminder, we've gone a month without any, uh, anyone getting caught or carried by an avalanche, though so a couple of human triggers earlier in the season. So far, no, no rescues. Let's, uh, let's keep that going. Um, today is gonna to be a really tricky day if you're trying to thread the needle with rising avalanche danger and the wind shift. Uh, expect a much more elevated avalanche hazard tomorrow with uh, extreme wind loading occurring overnight.
0: Frank gives it to you straight every day on their Instagram handle. The resorts are selling a slightly different product, of course.
8: A.K. Dave Meeker here, Senior Editor for Ski Area Management Magazine, also known as Sam. You and I have talked about snow reporting before, and today... I was reading the snow reports of a few resorts here in the east, and I will say that there's one thing that really chaps my ass, and that is when the snow reporter says, Oh, we got all this snow. It's going to be so awesome out there. I cannot wait to ski this mountain today. And then the next sentence, it says... But we're probably not going to spin any lifts to the upper mountain today or it's going to be so cold out there that you're going to have to cover up all your exposed skin and you're going to have to take frequent breaks and all that stuff. That advice is great. But you know what? Lead with that. Don't say how awesome it's going to be and how amazing it's going to be, how you can't wait to get out there. Yes, you can. Let's just be honest. Speaking of snow reporting, I am in the process of writing an article for the March edition of Sam about snow reporting. Some good stuff in the March issue. Thanks, man. Nice job on this pod, by the way. I just downloaded it for the first time. Yeah, I know, I know. Sorry, but better late than never. And you know what? It kept me entertained for a car ride from here to North Andover, Massachusetts, and back. Great stuff. Keep up the good work. I'll do the same. Well, maybe not great, but I'll keep up. Keep working and maybe do this again later
0: are we about to get some sanity back in the weather tim kelly's got the scoop
1: wintry mix indeed in the west it's too warm too dry in the east it's too cold although we've had a good amount of snow but who needs snow on the beaches of south carolina Boy, what a blizzard that was that went through. And it did snow all the way to the Connecticut River Valley. Places like Sugarloaf and uh, uh, Crotchet Mountain came in with double digit snowfall. Unfortunately, there was such cold air coming in on the backside, a few resorts could not even open for the first full weekend of 2018, where it was the coldest first week of a year since 1918. That's right, once in a century type chill. So in the east, it's going to warm up, and in the west, it's going to start to snow. Pacific storms are abundant. There's plenty of cold in Canada. So we're looking at coast to coast snow and rain. Uh, coming up for the middle of January 2018. So I would say uh, most of the resorts are going to be in pretty good shape going into the second half of winter. In the east, the temperature is going to come up, and it may rain a little bit uh, mid-month or so, but it's going to turn back to snow, and uh, more ocean storms are likely. And in the west, California, Colorado, New Mexico, Utah are all getting some snow too. So we're in better shape. Uh, The extreme is going to relax, and we're going to have sort of a, a more typical, whatever that is, winter pattern. We'll see you
6: on the slopes.
0: All right, the rant of the month is coming up later, but um, you guys are allowed to rant, and you say if it's not bad at it.
6: Hey, Alex, and all of your amazing listeners. I'm a huge fan of yours. I've been stalking you on the interwebs for a little while. Um, if it's really you that I've been stalking, I don't know. Now that you made this podcast, I was like, oh, what's the point? I don't get podcasts. Fast forward, I'm really into podcasts now, I commute a lot for work, and uh, there's only so much Fish and Grateful Dead that I can listen to. Pause for dramatic effect and for all of your heady listeners to freak out and say, no, it's not true. Okay, well, it is for me, um, so get over it and go eat some granola and smoke a doobie in a shack and then go drop your knee and telly for whatever. Um, By the way, I telly. Um, and I'm better than you, and it's great. Uh, so, I'm a big fan. I'm glad I subscribed. I love the new format, although I've been listening to a lot of old episodes now. I, uh, I like your interviews. I wonder if you would ask your users to answer the rapid-fire questions. So, like, I would answer the rapid-fire questions. Here you go. Um, I think the internet is destroying the world. I... Use Dr. Bronner's soap for my body and my hair, and it's lush and gorgeous. I think Facebook is horrible. Uh, my relationship with email is actually really great. Shocker, right? I forget what the other questions were. But this is two minutes now, so you're going to have to edit this or you're just not even going to play it. Either way, I look forward to submitting more of my ramblings and nonsense on skiing to you. I wish that I could say I'm still from Boston. I am, but I live in New Jersey, and it's going to be that way for a while. Um, But, you know, it's all good. married, love my wife, love my baby girl. So Jersey doesn't suck so hard. I mean, it does, but life is good. Bye. See you on the slopes.
0: Speaking of the archive, let's grab a little episode 13, which was uh, Hannah Carney, because, hey, the Olympics are coming, like, next month. The highlight of your Olympic career, at least, uh, the gold medal, Vancouver, uh, what's the month after that like f- to be a human being?
9: Um, the month after winning the gold medal is really strange. I know that I will never experience uh, that amount of like sleep deprivation and stimulation um, ever again in my life. It was wonderful and just so exhausting. You have so many emotions coursing through your body. There's so many demands on your time. I mean, all positive, but people want to... Your home town wants to celebrate you. You want to experience the rest of the Olympics. Um, You get more fan mail than you'll ever get again. And yet, you're still just you. I think there's a weird realization that you achieved, like, really the only major goal you ever set for yourself in sport. Like, a goal so high, you never actually thought you'd achieve it. And So when you do, there's certainly a, a weird letdown, like, uh, I did it. Now what? Um, that's when I actually watched the footage of my run. This is when I'm like, well, maybe you just retire because how often will we go out on top? Certainly glad I didn't do that, but there's certainly that. You're like, okay, well, I achieved it. So now does that mean it's over. And then it turns out because we're all competitive people, you can find things wrong with what was your best run to date. And so from there forward, I realized, okay, I just won a gold medal, but I think I can be better. And that that's what drove me for the next Olympic cycle was improving the things that were like cringeworthy to me from watching that run.
0: The bronze medal that felt like a broken heart. How long did that, how long did that last um, after, after Sochi, uh, when you, you know, went there as a heavy favorite, got a bronze medal, which is fantastic. Um, but kind of, you know, understandably felt let down for yourself because you're so competitive. Uh, how long did that feeling last and, and, and where does it stand now?
9: Um, forever. It's, st- it's still the same, like, crushing disappointment except for that i can now view it as like wow that medal first of all i was lucky i easily could have not gotten an olympic medal to go home and like that was fantastic and then i also look at it as a reward for basically the maturity i probably wouldn't have even had four years before which is i made a massive mistake eight years before i would have just fallen over four years before i might have just blown out um but i fought with everything i had to get the get it back under control and get back in the line and so like, oh, well, all that training and all those squats were worth it because I wouldn't have been able to make it down the course. It is just one run. That's our sport. It's endlessly frustrating but also satisfying for that reason because everything has to be perfect at exact the right, exactly the right moment and one mistake and you're out. It's not a soccer game where you miss a goal and you have the rest of the game to try again. Um, but that's what makes it so fun when you ski well.
0: That was from episode 13 of Wintry Mix with Hannah Carney back in the archive. Check it out. And I have a disclaimer. Uh, for episode 52, I promise I'll get a new call recorder app. The call quality on the one I have is not really my favorite, but still a good chat with the incoming El Presidente of Ski Vermont, Molly Mahar. Hi, it's Molly Mahar. You've reached my
10: cell phone. Please send me a message with a return phone number. Thanks for calling and have a great day.
0: Alright, well that didn't work. Let me try again. Hello. There we go, Molly.
10: Sorry about that. I was sitting here with my phone right here and I was like, where the heck is he? And I'm just cleaning my uh my top desk drawer out. Who knew how many packets of salt and rubber bands you could have? Are you doing clear.
0: the desk clean out like right now?
10: Yeah. I kinda got sidetracked.
0: So so you are you are in New Hampshire <laughs> as I speak to you?
10: That's correct.
0: Guess where I just was? Where were you? I was just at uh, one of your old stomping grounds up at Bolton. Ah. Have you heard the story, or the or what were the years where there was, there was a time when the mountain operated, but like the base lodge was like padlocked because of some kind of dispute, and they had to like change the name to like get rid of the L. Do, do you know that story?
10: Was, I sort of do. Yes, yeah. that was before my time. Thankfully, it had been sort of broken up. The different people own different assets and exactly there was a dispute over the name or something and they were using hotel rooms for people to boot up in and stuff
0: that's very east coast so you went to uvm where did you uh where did you see mostly when you were going to uvm
10: oh alex you're killing me here <laughs> uh this is this is the 80s alex yeah we had actually in friends of ours um, had a place. I grew up in Massachusetts and had a place up in the Mount River Valley. So I started coming up there, um, you know, once or twice a season, probably back in middle school age ish. So kind of had a bit of an affinity for the valley. And um, so that's where I skied when I was in college.
0: So many, many years in Vermont. You live in Vermont. You've been at Loon and the Boyne Group for how many years now?
10: Uh, almost 11, or about 11. I have, you know, all along spent time in Vermont as well. But, yeah, I've circled back to Sugarbush twice, and this is my second tour at uh, at the SAA. So.
0: Well, to get down to the brass tacks then, so I think a lot of the skiers and resorts, everybody's very familiar with kind of the marketing arm of Ski Vermont, um, but I've been reading that, you know, a lot of your focus, and I think a lot of this general, this roles focus, is in a bit of, you know, governmental uh, relations and things like that. So on that side of the coin, I mean, what do you see as – Some things that, you know, the Vermont ski areas are going to have you want to focus on in regards to the statehouse.
10: Um, Well, that's going to be a bit of a learning curve for me, but um, certainly they're taking a look at the future of Act 250. Um, There's a commission looking at at the next 50 years of Act 250, and certainly that's an important one for all of our ski areas in terms of uh, permitting. So that will be, I think, a focus and also certainly workforce issues, maybe not so much at the Statehouse, but working on being able to recruit uh, workforce because I think that's something that everybody's having a tough time with right now. So, And probably some I don't even know about yet. Um, but I think the team's been doing a great job and I'm, I'm looking forward to working with them and hear great things about them.
0: You're going to miss your commute?
10: <laughs> um, I could do that commute with my eyes closed, probably. Um, I've I've commuted in some pretty gnarly weather, and um, so it's going to be nice to have not as long a commute. I certainly did not do that commute every day, that's for sure.
0: Well, for for the for the loon skiers, um, you're not going to be eating it too much more. But when you, it's Christmas week and you're you're slammed for time and you just have to get some lunch really quick, what are you getting there at the mountain?
10: Our new burrito bar is awesome.
0: Veggie burrito. Veggie burgers, veggie burritos. There you go. You heard it from the incoming president of the Vermont Skiers Association, El Presidente. Thanks, Molly, for the time. Thank you. And it's rant time. Nuking. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been spending a bit more of my time than normal considering the possibility of accidental nuclear annihilation this brings me to my request. Let's take a pause on describing heavy snow as nuking for a while. It can be puking. It can be hammering. It can be dumping. It can be piling up. It can be honking. It can be pounding. You name it. Let's just chill on the nuking. That phrase ain't what it used to be, at least for me. I've got kids. End of rant. Toss Wintry Mix a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you want me to owe you a beer. Suggest future rant topics and get submission ideas on the Facebook page. Get reminded about submission deadlines on the Twitter, or maybe you only use Instagram, so you can follow there. Also, the website is now slightly less terrible. It has my weird bio and some audio submission tips, wintrymixcast.com. And remember, 10% off with promo code MIX at alpineshopvt.com through May 1st, 2018. So do it to it, and thanks to the Alpine Shop. Thanks for listening. February episode submission deadline is Friday, February 2nd. Send to alex at wintrymixcast.com. Stick around for the outtakes. Goodbye. So what's the status of the snowpack out there right now? It's surprisingly good.
9: So we're looking around, the guy is swearing like the truck driver that he is with a super thick Canadian accent, just ripping butts the whole time. I was laughing so hard at this guy. He was such a character, he was hilarious.